0: Hey, Micah. Hey, Wo. No Dinger.
1: No Dinger. He's on paternity leave right now. That's right. Congrats
0: to him. Big shout out to our buddy, Dinger. He just became a father. Got a little one-week baby girl. So he is tending to family today, but it's okay.
1: Yeah, it works out pretty well, because today we're in the uh, always parched lab, uh, otherwise known as my kitchen.
0: True. So welcome to Always Parched. So Four Roses is putting on a competition.
1: They're in search for the best home bartender to create an official Four Roses 130th anniversary cocktail.
0: Micah and I are basically going to just document our, our thought process, our research and development um, background
1: to how we're coming up with the cocktail that we're going to submit. Because you and I sat in when Dinger was practicing for one of his and he and one stuck out that you really have to have kind of a story and intent behind everything you're doing and in the submission form i saw it's like tell us how you crafted and so they don't want you to be like well i like these things thought it would taste good it did (laughs) taste good so enjoy
0: (laughs) when i talked to dinger about this initially when he i think he's the one that sent this to Mm -hmm. us this link Uh, he's the one that sent uh, the competition our way and when I spoke to him about it, he was joking. I'm going to give him the bend for the doubt so he was <laughs> joking. But he also was just like, well, it's only, you know, it's only for home bartenders, you know, it, inferring that that lowers the bar and all sorts right. of things. And I was like, you Dig. son of a Yeah. <laughs> because if anything, home bartenders are, well, the, for starters, they're very popular these days. Right. Um, it's... And on top of that, I would like to assume that there are a lot like you and me and our listeners that aren't sick of crafting or creating new cocktails for Mm -hmm. as a part of their job. You know, I saw this and I was like, "Ooh, this is going to be fun, you know, right. So I think I think home bartenders could get pretty creative. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. And they're capable. Right. (laughs) Really (laughs) very capable.
1: see you grabbing some are you doing it yeah i figure we should yeah Yeah. i
0: figure we should toast this the straight before we get into the cocktail (laughs) portion of it all right well let's start off cheers buddy Cheers. good luck to you in the competition um we're well cheers first of all right out of the gate just reading the little tagline that they have um that's included on the bottle you know it says it's hand selected from the same recipe at the peak of its maturity for its robust and distinctive character. It's a good description. Mm-hmm. Uh, rich aromas of fruit, delicate flavors of apricot and bear balanced per- pear, not bears, mm-hmm. pear balanced perfectly with notes of oak, light spice, and caramel. Very light on the spice. Definitely yeah. the caramel. Right. Um, I could see the pear for sure, which actually is what inspired my cocktail. Right. Spoiler I- alert. Full disclosure, I didn't, I've had four roses before, but I, it wasn't in my liquor cabinet. Yeah. Uh, at the time of discovering this particular competition. I tasted the Four Roses and just the the standard straight, Kentucky straight bourbon, and it was fine, it was good. Um, I don't know if I would rush, I, if, I don't know if I would get it, purchase it over some of the ones that I have in my cabinet, like Buffalo Trace, just ones that are mm-hmm. really
1: good for overall use. And maybe this is just our, our rye whiskey, favoritism coming in there's there isn't that like spicy bite yeah you can use four roses bourbon their regular line their small batch or their single barrel and i'm looking at our selection down here we both chose the single barrel
0: yes part of what went into it from my perspective was kind of like gamesmanship i guess like you know since the the rules around the competition were so ambiguous, or at least so vague mm-hmm. that you could do really anything you wanted with it.
1: On the contest page, it says, judged on taste, creativity, aroma, and presentation.
0: That's exactly what I was about to say. Oh, okay. Yep, and so, again, those are pretty broad. Right. Um, which, I mean, that's a cocktail, mm-hmm. basically. Since that didn't really give me a good idea in terms of where I wanted to go with it, or didn't really lead me down any paths. I went back. The background that I noted was first founded in 1888. They hit on that. You know, this is a 130 year anniversary. Um, uh, that's kind of the big, the big marker of this competition. And so immediately I thought, all right, how can I incorporate right. that? But, you know, 130 year if it had been like sixty or something, yeah, I could have been like oh, that's like the diamond thing or whatever the marriage mm-hmm. one is. I don't know what it is, but I don't know if I if that's worth really diving into or really just showcasing the bourbon mm-hmm. in a, a an old fashioned riff or something like that. I even went back and I was looking at their Instagram feed and everything, yeah. and I scrolled through that, and there's nothing that stood out as being like uh, kind of mind blowing or something. Mm-hmm. You know that that really caught my eye in terms of really unique cocktail that I would not have thought to to put those flavors together. So, and it more, more or less was just showcasing the bourbon, which there's nothing wrong with that. But then, so I was just thinking, well, maybe they just want to showcase their bourbon.
1: Right. And the greatest fear is that some jackass just says four roses neat and wins. And you're like, yeah, all of us thought of that. Well, also going back to some
0: of the, Language they use on the competition says, this competition is for someone who's perfected a unique take, and I un- underline, unique take on the old-fashioned to enjoy with friends concocted of creative pitcher, batch for a family reunion, or mingled homemade ingredients to handcraft a special nightcap. So I looked at that, and I was like, all right, well, either an old-fashioned a, a pitcher, or, or a, a, what the hell's the word I'm looking for? Um batch drink, I guess, Mm -hmm. or something for a group, a punch, something like that, maybe, or a nightcap. Again, none of those typically make me think of just completely out of the box. Those are Mm -hmm. kind of, nightcaps tend to have, I think, maybe a certain profile because they're usually, you know, heavier yeah. or darker, you know.
1: Yeah, you're going to have a lot more of even if it's something like a brown like a demerara right. simple syrup or uh, coffee flavors or herbal something or other. You're not thinking citrus.
0: Yeah, not a not a Ramos fizz or something yeah. like that, you know. So so these are all the things in my mind anyways that we're we're going on in terms of what would be the best Cocktail for this competition, mm-hmm. not not the best cocktail for this spirit, but for this right. competition. Um, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but you know that's how my mind works. The other thing I'll say is that the winner, the winning cocktail, will be presented and uh, served at the Kentucky Bourbon Festival. In I think September. Yep, September. That's right. And the the rules or the criteria or whatever also mentioned that the winning drink will be replicated throughout or um, at different events throughout the country. So that just kind of uh, sparked another thought in my mind that I was thinking, well, how complicated do I want to get? Right. How many ingredients do I want to use? Like you know, because if this is going to be replicated uh, at different events. You want to have consistency, you know, if, mm-hmm. because if you're doing a lot of infusions or something like that, you know, right? You really got to get specific, and the labor-intensive portion of that is really just not. I don't know if it translate well to consistent mm-hmm. events at events across the country,
1: especially on the creativity, because I know you could go really crazy with some of these. I initially thought of what is it, the Rubicon, where you put in some green chartreuse and you flame, you put the sprig of rosemary and then you start it on fire and it's flaming with the chartreuse and then you add in all this other stuff. It's like, well, that would be real interesting and make for a cool photo, but there's no way at this, you know, festival that they're setting all these tasters on fire. Yeah,
0: I feel like we could, we can take some creative liberties with the garnishing if they're more... for the photo because Mm -hmm. they aren't necessarily right. um, They don't they aren't necessary for the replication of the drink itself to get the same flavors uh, coming out in the drink. So that said, I have I still I'm still at the starting block for that. I have not come up with a good garnish for this.
1: Yeah, I haven't thought too much on the garnish and I haven't even decided whether or not it's going to be served over ice or a block or up. Taking
0: all of that into account, maybe we should just make a drink. Yeah. Want you, uh, I don't know, do you just want to explain yours? Do you just want to make it and taste it? How do you want to do it?
1: I think uh, I'll put it together. I'll serve us each one, and we'll talk from there.
0: Do it. Let's go. <laughs>
1: So this wouldn't be my final presentation by any means.
0: Thanks, sir. Micah has created a... It's roughly the same shade as the bourbon itself, about, wouldn't you say? Maybe um,
1: a touch darker? A few darker ingredients, a few lighter, so it ends up coming out a little, maybe slightly... Less dark than the bourbon itself. So here was my initial thoughts. I was, Ooh. I wrote this down before I tried it. And as I was explaining it to someone else, it came to me. I was like, oh, this is bourbon breakfast. As I was th- saying that, I was like, oh, you know what I could do? I could put egg white in that because that's a bref- breakfast thing. So, so
0: explain the breakfast ingredients.
1: So it is... Two ounces of The Four Roses, single barrel, 100 proof, and one ounce of coffee liqueur. I went with St. George because, as if you've ever listened to us before, we love St. George. A half ounce of green chartreuse, another podcaster favorite. A quarter ounce of real maple syrup. Uh, Initially, I used the super fake, you know, plastic jug stuff because that's all we had on hand but now I got some real deal Vermont maple syrup, something like that. Um, So I was thinking bourbon is like the pancake kind of thing. It's the base of the ingredient, like it would be the base of your breakfast. And then you have the peppery sort of herbal part of it. Maybe, you know, substitute out your veggies on your plate of breakfast. Coffee, you're gonna have some coffee in the morning, and then maple syrup on top of that. And then of course, I thought, oh, eggs because you have eggs for breakfast, and surprisingly enough, you can have eggs in your cocktail.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like the. Uh, that's just a good theme, you know. In terms of, uh, they're going to see this all this on paper before mm-hmm. they get a drink, obviously. So that has nothing to do with four roses, though, or their yeah, history. Unfortunately, true. I think we uh, both agree, though, that the the history that's available is lacking. Right. It's just not
1: well maybe it's not lacking, it's just maybe not compelling. And that goes again to strategy of this thing. Mm -hmm. Do you incorporate a rose? Is that gonna make you more likely to succeed? Like if you have a good cocktail, but you somehow manage a rose in there versus like a great cocktail and there's no rose, are those created equal?
0: We'll see. But so my impression of this first, before I, when you first told me about this, and before I knew about the breakfast theme, uh, I was thinking, oh, maybe uh, I wonder if some sort of nut flavor would work kind of good in this, you know, like an orgeat, as opposed to a maple syrup. Oh, But, yeah. but maybe the maple, the maple, I think, does play better into the breakfast. Yeah, if you're sticking theme. with that. Yeah, if you're sticking with that. In terms of replication, you know, we talked about how if that's gonna be uh, a, a big consideration in, in how they choose a winner. I know bartenders across the country are going to want to do an egg white cocktail yeah, uh, over and over again. Um, because obviously that's impossible to batch um, mm-hmm. and it's just labor intensive. So maybe doing like a heavy cream, it's a little bit easier. It's just like another ingredient that you pour in there right. just so you still get that kind of frothiness. Um, but again, that was before I knew about, although cream and coffee,
1: yeah, that works. Yeah,
0: so that could work. Still, and still for the I didn't even
1: recall the nightcap part of it that you described earlier on. So maybe I just go full-on nightcap drink, make it just a big ol' heavy cocktail.
0: Yeah, you could. Because
1: I, 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 then maybe, like, at the risk of going maybe too sweet, would it be? Like, if we went, take out the green chartreuse, which I'm actually somewhat worried about because it's not the most common of ingredients it's so more pricey. It's pricey. Not everyone's going to have it. Not everyone's going to know even what it is. Uh, but then again, you know, in the circles of where this is going to be presented, maybe it's not such a big deal. Yeah. I just am worried that maybe they want stuff that since it's a home bartender competition, what do you got on hand? One other thing. What do you think? Do you think that they're going to actually make every cocktail submission? No. I'm. Did we mention that part? No, we so, haven't talked about okay. that. And I don't know if I I don't know if I actually talked to you about it. Yeah, I wrote down the full rules of it all. Right. I noted so. that
0: that they said a professional that, that all entries were to be created by a qualified mm-hmm. mixologist. Which first we I think every bartender we've ever talked to does not yeah, does they, not nope. prefer the term mixologist. <laughs> so I was that kind of cut mine. So then my
1: question to you is on paper. How do you think this plays? I think the ingredients and with a strong theme, so it's not just haphazard. I'm going, I have a very specific intent behind it, even green chartreuse, which I just want it in a Mm -hmm. drink, but then I kind of retrofit it like, oh, it's, to me, I've always described it as like a green peppery herbal thing. And so that works for exactly what I was going for. Some sort of pro is weeding these out, or not pro, but someone knowledgeable enough is yeah. weeding these out. Yeah. So maybe if you have a quality ingredient like that, yeah, it would stick out. Uh, well, because I'll tell you when I first when you first told me about
0: it before, I actually tried replicating it at home. I actually messed it up, but mm. <laughs> uh, because the coloring was all off, and I when I yeah, you
1: asked me about the coloring.
0: Yeah, it looked like um, it looked like coffee with cream in it. So like uh, kind of that light. Hmm milky shade, um, like coffee ice cream. But on paper, I actually would never put all of these together. Um, But I think you're right, you know, if you have a strong theme and quality ingredients, you know, ingredients that home bartenders, you know, on the scale from home bartending means you have vodka and Sprite in your house to, you know, our home home bars, which are rival some normal bars. (laughs) Yeah, I think then I think you make it past that the cut, so to speak, of, you know, weeding out just based off of the written things. But I mean, me personally, I see it if I were to see it on a menu or something, I would be intrigued because, again, anytime in the um, at a cocktail spot or on a menu, if I see ingredients that I never would have thought to combine, Mm -hmm. then I will almost always order that because I just want to see how those flavors play off each other and, you know, maybe do. Something with that or Cree yeah. or whatever. Now, I noticed you have allspice and allspice liqueur yeah. that you did not include, correct?
1: Right. So in my worry over the chartreuse, I don't know why I thought, you know, allspice dram was going to solve it because that's equally as tough to find. So I swapped out the chartreuse with the allspice and whoa, it tasted just like Thanksgiving in a glass. <laughs> it was. That's- I enjoyed it quite a bit but you're not leaning towards that for the submission. I don't know. See, where I think I mostly have what I want to do, I was going to lean on this recording to maybe swap out. Essentially, I'm really only going to swap out a half ounce of something. I feel Mm -hmm. good about all the other components, but I think with the ratios, it kind of is one of those uh, Mr. Potato Head theories, which we're going to have an episode on at some point, but... You can kind of mix and match any ingredient as long as you have the particular ratio. I think I'm there right now. It's just a matter of what's that extra ingredient, unless you talk me out or into something. (laughs) Because I'm eyeing that uh, bronchamenta over there, and I think something fun could happen with that. That could definitely, I think that would definitely
0: shift you into the nightcap realm.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think, oh, yeah, that's true. So let's go bronchamenta heavy cream something we yeah, know we know Bron-
0: broncometa and, and coffee liqueur works yep. well together
1: and this is the then it's real close to oh <laughs> it's close to dinger's chow bello no no there, that's just right digest- it's just two things there's no bourbon or yeah. there's no and no cream it nah it's nothing like it yeah but, uh, dinger this isn't your drink yeah you got
0: get him off get off my ass
1: <laughs> dinger it's good that we can talk to him like he's here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So you want to mix something up? Yeah, I can I can give it a go. Well, I think I mentioned this earlier that I'm really kind of going back and forth between two, but there is one that definitely is a little easier on the replication side. It's a little more standard in terms of the ingredients. I tried to uh, play with it a little bit by doing a, uh, fat wash on the bourbon. Again, I don't know how that's going to work in terms of the competition replicating it. If it were just being served at the, um, bourbon festival, I Mm -hmm. think, you know, fat wash, if you say a brown butter fat wash bourbon with blah, 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 blah. I feel like at a bourbon festival, like people would eat that up right now. Are they going to, fat wash a ton of bourbon and then also are they going to make anybody doing it at the events i don't know but that's the one i'm leaning towards Mm -hmm. regardless because you know this is my damn drink yeah i want i'm (laughs) super
1: i'm excited to try it it sounds delicious but yeah going on what you said it could be challenging and because they also had the caveat of their judge their panel of judges are like kind of the final say And so there's probably gonna be some suits in that panel. Mm -hmm. And they're gonna say, we would prefer that you not mess with our bourbon at all. Like do all the infusions you want, but please don't do it to our bourbon. Could be. Could be.
0: That said, let's make my drink. How about that? We'll start with that. Um, I'm also gonna pour you just a little bit of this brown butter bourbon for you to try.
1: So what was your process on this? So my process was I browned,
0: I took about a cup of the single barrel. Uh, We've already talked about how it just has naturally a very uh, butter scotch or butter and caramel. It smells really good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Flavoring, but I figured maybe if we even pull that out a little bit more with the brown butter. So I just took a cup of um, bourbon, four tablespoons of brown butter or of butter, unsalted butter, threw that in a pan, melt, browned it. So basically, you know, you get it to where all that kind of foamy, light yellow stuff comes off. Mm -hmm. Basically, I think that's all of, I don't know, science, water solubles all (laughs) boil off or whatever. I used to know chemistry 20 years ago. All of that comes off and it leaves just that kind of brown, more syrupy kind of uh, solution at the bottom and then poured that into the cup of bourbon. Shout out to barrel-aged dad. Mm. Not that he knows us, but uh, I do follow him on Instagram and and his blog and stuff. And one thing, one tip, pro tip that he had was uh, when you, after you let it sit for a little while in just room temperature, I think for, I left it for maybe an hour and a half or something like that. Very scientific. (laughs) Um, Freeze it, you freeze it so that the, it it will naturally separate and all the fat will um, go to the top. So, but if you freeze it upside down, he had a really good suggestion of if you, if you put the container in upside down, it will freeze at the bottom. So when you open it, all you have to do is pour out the stuff. And so
1: it's not real. Boom, um, life hack. Yeah, it is a good life hack for when you're making brown butter (laughs) Well, I tried it in between all that and it is real good. (laughs) So maybe just the goodness of that will be enough for them. That's it, that's my drink. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's give this a whirl here. I. I wonder if they would cooperate. I want to know how many jackasses submitted Four Roses neat. <laughs> like, like they figured it out. I really want to know that.
0: Again, going back to
1: just perusing their... It's um, a
0: popular word on this. I, know, this I
1: like it. Yeah, Means both the thing and not the thing. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Remember? Um, perusing their Instagram feed, they... We'll ask a lot of times, especially around a weekend, like, how are you drinking your bourbon this weekend or whatever? And, uh, or the best way to drink Four Roses mm-hmm. or something. And, uh, lots of people, neat, Right, know, Four Roses neat. And they even talk and they even say what, what cocktail or so they'll even specify sometimes cocktails, I think, but they're like, no, neat. And I'm like, well, that's not really the question. But yeah.
1: Okay. It uh, reminds me, and I don't want to open up this whole can of worms, <laughs> but around the holiday season. And they ask you, what's your favorite Christmas movie? And they give you four <laughs> options, and every dummy screams die hard with a thousand exclamation points behind it because they, they're smarter than everyone else. <laughs> okay. All right, go! Cheers! Cheers, buddy. I was too distracted by the ice chunks.
0: (laughs) There's a lot of ice chunks. (laughs) (laughs) That
1: was a double strain joke. (laughs) It's the best when you have to explain it. Yeah. So, you poured a bunch of bottles. I imagine ginger syrup was one of them.
0: Yes. So uh, this is two ounces of bourbon or brown butter bourbon. Four rows of single barrel, obviously. An ounce of Saint George's spiced pear liqueur, half ounce of ginger syrup, and a half ounce of um, lemon juice, with a little bit of chocolate bitters on there. I think I use scrappies. You want to? Yeah. You want to know what
1: my criticism would be?
0: I do. I would love to know what your criticism is.
1: That uh, brown butter wash is so good when I had it on its own, and because ginger is such a finicky thing, like it can really take over. Yeah. There would be no way I'd know this was washed. Yeah. And I would really want that highlighted. I
0: 100% agree with you. This is the first time I've made it with a brown butter washer. Mm. Um, I just made that last night and it was ready this morning. Because then
1: I would say drink. this is a great drink if you didn't use it, if you just use the regular. And then I would try and use the wash on something where you can really highlight it. I agree. Because maybe that would be a good classic one where you do like an old-fashioned riff where it's really spirit forward and
0: i was thinking maybe like a a boulevardier or something Mm. too like a Mm -hmm. riff on a boulevardier with a with a brown butter wash bourbon i feel like that there's something to that i just i haven't played with
1: it yet because you can keep this on the list but just take out just put in the regular
0: yeah agreed one thing i tried to be careful of which i'm as i'm tasting it i'm not I'm not sure if I was successful or not, was to not let the spice pear liqueur take over also mm-hmm. because it's pear is that, that it's evident in that um, liqueur and it's really good, but yeah. it can, it can take it over pretty quick too. Just, I
1: don't know what it is, but I'm getting like a total tiki drink. Really? I bought it this and I don't know why. Huh? Like if you told me I went with a tiki drink, I would totally buy into it
0: trying to think of what makes it tiki
1: so maybe yeah i don't know maybe just what you did to the bourbon could be changed it more than i'm giving it credit for and actually as we're diluting a little bit Mm -hmm. i'm getting a lot less ginger yeah i agree i think just letting it mellow with some ice is really bringing all the stuff you wanted to come out
0: yeah i think it's got to be an over ice drink
1: Maybe that would be a good crushed ice. Now we're going back tiki. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Get out the hammer, crash some ice.
0: Well, then we'll throw in some mojata. Yeah. A little bit of lime, maybe some pineapple. All right. So the verdict, what was the final verdict on on that is probably don't need it to be brown butter bourbon. Right. But uh, not a bad drink. So that was option one. Uh, I'll make you option two now. All right. All right. Completely different direction. Inspiration for this one was more or less the coloring. Uh, I used Lelay Rouge in it, which is an aromatized wine. Can use it a lot of times in the place of vermouth, I would say. And it's just pretty delicious. Mm -hmm. But I really like the coloring. It's like a real deep dark purple. And when you mix it, totally different direction. All right. And our front.
1: Fronts and backs. Fronts and All backs. All accounted for.
0: All right. So you've had a chance to sip. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Cheers. Yeah. All right. So this, start off with the recipe. Um, this is an ounce of bourbon, an ounce of Lillet rouge, a half ounce of rhubarb tea liqueur, and a half ounce of ginger syrup with um, two dashes of cardamom bitters. Thoughts?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm actually syrup. surprised you said ginger syrup because I don't get it like I do in the previous one. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Maybe you numbed your palate with I all that have. ginger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's not super, I don't think it's super strong. I think the flavor is more or less plays with the rhubarb tea maybe a little mm-hmm. bit, um, but it doesn't. It doesn't stand out as much as it might in some other drinks.
1: I like the other one more, but I can definitely see why with the color of this, it's going to lend itself well to a photo and probably a story as well if you tie it into the, the Rose Romance.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why I like this one so much. I I think maybe it's just because I've never had a good reason to use this rhubarb tea liqueur that I've had. Yeah. And I've had it for a while. Um, It's art in the age. And uh, I remember I first tried it when I was at this really, really cool spot in Fort Collins, Colorado. There was this really neat kind of speakeasy cocktail bar. It was down like this basement, but it was big and they had just a ton of cool cocktails that I hadn't really seen before. We were there for a wedding or something once, but um, that was the first time I was introduced to Art in the Age. He had this and he had the root, um, mm-hmm. which is like, tastes just like root beer. Right. So I immediately went and bought, because I just thought they were super neat. And then when I started making drinks, I could not find a really great use for them. But yeah, I kind of, I don't know what it was between the Lillet and the, the Rouge and the Rhubarb. I kind of liked how they played off each other. Mm-hmm. The one thing that stood out to me, in terms of being you know, docked points that I would say. Because I feel like it's more creative. It might be on the more creative side. I don't know if you'll get a lot of entries like this. Yeah. But it doesn't really showcase the bourbon. Mm-hmm. I think the bourbon flavor plays really well with it. But again, just going back to the mind games and right. you know, f- playing with my head and stuff, it's just looking at their social media and everything around them. It's really brown. Yeah. Like honestly, like literally brown. Mm-hmm. You know, all of the, the pictures are some variation of anything from like a lemonade-looking cocktail to a neat to
1: yeah, you know, it's just all brown. To go along with that, I would be surprised if the winner isn't something that looks like it definitely has bourbon in it.
0: Yep, exactly. So while I really like this one, well, I'm gonna add it to the menu. Mm-hmm. At my house, which gets a lot of play, yeah. which is really just me when I'm kicking it at home after a long day, maybe and shuffling through recipes I've written down to try. I'll, I'll probably force people that come over to try it, but I'm, right. I'm I am leaning more towards I'd say the uh, the buttered washed. Mm-hmm. I just think that's a yeah. I think on paper that's going to go far, and if I can if I can get it to the finish line without actually pace and some of the you know tweak
1: Mm -hmm. tweak the actual cocktail yeah i think if you just dial down the ginger a little bit or even like swap it out with something else yeah really bring forward that butter yeah i think you got a winner it's all subjective i know (laughs) who the hell knows what they're doing on the other end of this but it's fun we got to record a thing we got to try a whole bunch of and i want to try one more before we head out let's do it All right. Is this what, is this based on? This is going to be what we talked about. So it's going to be Bronca Menta. So uh, I guess more formal breakdown. Two ounces of the bourbon. One ounce of the coffee liqueur still. We're going to do half ounce of the Bronca Menta and a half ounce of like a coconut cream. Ooh. I like all that. And we're shifting from breakfast to bedtime.
0: Nice. Playing off the nightcap. Yep.
1: it's like 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 the movie National Treasure, we're trying to like find the clues. Exactly. They said nightcap, <laughs> that's gotta mean something.
0: <laughs> I like how you came up with it while, while, you know, I was mixing. So this yeah. is something you've never even tried. So mix All it right. up, let's see it. While you're mixing, Mike, I'll give my little little story. It's actually a, it's a little shout out back to early in the episode. I was playing with Peach because that's a, it's a pretty popular combination. Again, I don't know how, if it's gonna, you know, if I get dinged on creativity points by using a peach and a bourbon because that's just kind of standard, or it, you know, it's a it's a well known uh, flavor combinations that work well together. But but I did a peach pecan infused bourbon, and a friend of mine had posted something. He he's a chef out on the East Coast, and he posted a. Um, a couple pictures of a, a, a dinner course he created. And one of the courses was this, like, uh, was the salad course. And it had a couple, it was mostly dominated by fruits and cheeses and stuff. And one of the things it had was um, peach and it had a little bit of thyme in there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. And so I made a thyme syrup. So I had this peach pecan infused bourbon, thyme I said, oh, lemon juice, you know, it's going to fit in pretty nicely with this uh, citrus. Let's brighten it up. You'll have the herbal, the citrus. Um, I just use the ginger syrup, just a syrup at the time. Anyway, in any event, I'm playing with this last night thinking about, all right, what can I make for you here today? And I come across uh, the Four Bourbons Facebook page and Four Roses. Yeah, when I said, four bourbons? <laughs> that's how many bourbons I've had. That's why I said four <laughs> Technically correct. <bourbons. laughs> um, four Roses' Facebook page, and they had posted a story yesterday, a couple hours uh, prior to me looking it up, and they posted an interview with Barrel-Aged Dad, who I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. He gave them the featured cocktail that he presented and that they had a couple pictures of was a bourbon peach thyme drink. <laughs> and I was like, well... <laughs> I can't do that now because that's like, it'll look like A, I'm copying them or B, it's so much for creativity right. or whatever. So I was like, all right, well, I just stopped what I was doing with the whole time <laughs> thing. I do have some time syrup to play with, but that was such a bummer because I thought I was onto something because so I was thinking, oh, this would be real tasty. But yeah. All right. So you've finished your cocktail while I've been rambling on here. And this is the color that I had, by the right, way. Right. Yeah. The cream. I don't like it. The color. Doesn't it look like, yeah, yeah the color looks like uh, coffee with cream, right?
1: Yeah, or just like dingy soap water. All right, let's. uh
0: well, let's go with maybe the it uh, yeah, yeah, see how if it tastes any better. I it just it, tastes like a chowbello. I was me. just gonna say. I think it. I wasn't gonna say that. I was gonna mm-hmm. say I think it tastes
1: good. Yeah. I,
0: yes. I don't does. think I can go with it. This. Does uh, <laughs> it does remind me very much of a chowbello?
1: And uh, I'll post the recipe to the chowbello as well.
0: <laughs> if you removed the cream, or the. Was it? Wait, would you use cream? Did you use cream? Uh, it was
1: like yeah, coconut. Oh yeah. Like uh, coffee creamer. This will not age well. Like if you pour some and someone's holding it for a little bit, yeah. it's going to look weird in a hurry.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's got weak mouthfeel. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I do like the taste. It's all things that are good.
0: Yeah, you throw a little mint sprig on there. I mean, yeah. It's it's a tasty little drink, but. You'd want to uh, correct some of those other things.
1: But I think it was on target for the nightcap. Yeah, I agree. All right, should we,
0: what do you think? Should we wrap up or should we? I think so. uh,
1: Well, I think we should come back, talk about the winner. If it's us, yay. If not, we're going to tear the shit out of them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Four roses will be dead to us.
1: But I think it'll be fun if it's not us to look at it and either confirm or deny things we thought about. If, yeah. it, if we lose I thought of that that's dumb yeah I was gonna say oh <laughs> I didn't think that they'd care about
0: that or right. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have so many excuses lined up yeah because um
1: I deserve to win this we deserve to win this right someone's got to yeah I mean someone will but someone <laughs> in this room should yep
0: You made me think about it. I don't need to, but I will for your sake. I
1: don't know. I saw like a little chunk fall in between. That's mine and I like it chunky. (laughs) (laughs) Did have some chunks. We're the enthusiasts, the professionals sitting this one out, and frankly, we want to win so we can bring a trophy back <laughs> to the Always Parched crew, because we're sick of Dinger lording it over our heads. That's all he does, all day. <laughs> Just text us for no reason. <laughs> I like how he's not here
0: to defend us. I know, he doesn't do any of that, but <laughs> what a dick. I know, seriously.
1: <laughs> <sighs> and so we've... You and I have talked about this kind of back and forth, general game plan, but we're going to save a lot of our real reaction for the podcast, because I like my rage to be authentic when I'm criticized. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
0: and boy, am I going to criticize the shit out of your drink.
1: Yes. So on the video, I don't know if you can see, there's a whole bunch of glasses back here. That's what happens when your wife lets you do some of the registry. <laughs> <laughs> you go on Crate and Barrel and you say all of the cocktail glasses We got a baby on the way. Yeah, you it's do. It's real. It's real hard to get cocktail equipment in the baby registry. I'll tell you that much. <laughs>